Well, I guess it's a good thing all of the Q-tards didn't get their way with respect to Trump declaring martial law. I'm kind of surprised nobody has really covered this. And as you can tell, I, I'm only able to do a couple podcasts a week. Mike here with Restoring the Faith, live streaming on YouTube right now. And I sort of rely on the pro-Catholics to cover the important stories. And then for the stuff that they miss, I sort of come in and play sweep up. That's how I view what I do. And I'm surprised that I have to be the one to come in and talk about this because the fact of the matter is, you guys know, I'm a military veteran. I'm an officer. I hold a commission from the President of the United States. That commission a long time ago, two, three administrations ago, uh, underneath uh, George W. Bush. The problem, though, is that no one is really talking about the fact that the U.S. military, which is supposedly one of the most trusted institutions in the United States. That's according to polls. Well, their trustworthy factor is plummeting. It's through the floor. It's not quite to Congress level, but it's headed that way. This is the last trusted pillar in the American life that we have, right? Because nobody trusts the FBI anymore. Nobody trusts your elected officials. Nobody trusts the news media or any other media for that matter. And uh, police are, are, are uh, under attack constantly. And frankly, I don't trust a lot of them. So that leaves the military as the last pillar of uh, stability in the United States. And a lot of people do trust the military and they place their trust in the military because the military raises their right hand like I did and pledge an oath to defend the Constitution of the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic. But now the military is just telling you that it's time to be chill and normal. This is the same message that we get from left cats, from normal cats, from the Church of Nice, from the Novus Ordo. This is the, this is the message that we get, frankly, from Pope Francis. Just be chill and normal. Don't be an extremist. What did he say today about the fact that doctor of the church in moral theology, moral, the moral doctor, St. Alphonsus Liguori, who gave Our our Lady the splendid title of co-redemptress and co-mediator uh, of all graces, mediatrix of all graces. This is the title that he just affirms that other doctors and saints of the church have affirmed. And what does Francis say about that? He says, don't be an extremist. He was just exaggerating. St. Alphonsus Liguori was just exaggerating. So the, the, whole, the whole be chill and normal thing is a narrative that we hear from the Church of Nice, from the mainstream church, from the nervous disorder uh, church. They started by calling what happened on the Epiphany an insurrection. That's, that's actually just a false flag. They continue to use that word to justify all kinds of things. Like, for example, there are more National Guard troops in Washington, D.C. right now than there are in the Middle East. Did you know that? And they keep extending them because, you know, it wasn't enough to have them through the inauguration, which was January 20th or 21st. We had to continue them on. Now we're at the end of March. We're almost to Easter. And we still have tens of thousands of National Guard troops stationed in Washington, D.C. But one thing that the major Catholic establishment media hasn't gotten right on this story, um, and I'm not sure why, is that the entire DOD now is doing a purge. There is a purge going on in the DOD, 
And the, the word that they are using is called extremism. I know this firsthand. I have seen the slides that they use. I have seen the briefings that people are going through. Some of you have sent me the briefings that you're going through, those of you that are on active duty. The fact of the matter is, is that the military is being totally purged and Catholicism is being targeted. Catholicism is being targeted in official DOD propaganda material as being too extreme. Now, one thing I've noticed as someone who's been through this training and looked at this training, this anti-extremism training, is nobody ever bothers to define their terms. This is what happens when guys like Maximilio Fagolini, uh, you know, the guy that says you can have your mass, but you can't have your old theology. You must have Vatican II theology. <laughs> he admits that there is rupture uh, in between uh, the two religions. But he never defines his terms. Nobody wants to define their terms. This is what happens when you argue with people who say, you need to be charitable. Well, the first thing I always ask is, what's your definition of charity? Because my definition of charity is the definition of charity, to will the good and the beloved. That's what St. Thomas Aquinas says. It is. So if I'm being charitable to you, it means I'm willing your good. And allowing you to persist in error and not correcting you is not only not willing your good, therefore not charitable, but it abrogates my Christian duty to, as, a, as an act of mercy, a corporal act of mercy. All right, so um, we're not talking about admonishing the sinner or correcting, uh, correcting our brother here. But they don't want to define the term extremism. They never define the term. I'm looking for a definition. I want to know what is extremism. Because right now, Catholicism is deemed extremism alongside things like must, uh, mustache man supporting him or being a violent jihadi. So um, they never define the terms, which is exactly what they don't want to do in Vatican II either. You see, Do you see the trend in modernism? Imprecision in language. When you have imprecision in language, then you can implement something after the fact however you'd like to. And so now that we have opened the door, the camel's nose has gotten under the tent. Now that we have begun a purge in the military the last trusted institution in the United States, extremism will change. The meaning, what it means today, will mean something totally different tomorrow. And you can bet your shorts that yours truly, yes, I'm talking about me, is going to be purged off of YouTube probably because of my ex so-called extremist views because I just want to get to heaven. I want to talk a little bit about the word extremism, though, because what we continue to hear in the Church of Nice, I don't even like using that church, that, that term, Church of Nice, because Voris made it up, and, well, it's Voris. Let him have his thing. But in the Novus Ordo Church, in the new church, um, this, there's this push to just be chill and normal. Just be normal. Just be chill and normal. Just fit in. Just go along to get along. Don't make waves. Just be a normal person. People don't like extremists. People don't like fundamentalists. People don't like people who have strong opinions. Why can't you just have a lukewarm opinion? That, my friends, is actually a condemned error in the church, and it is the error of Americanism. You could say that Vatican II is the canonization of that error. It is the propagation of the error of Americanism. Because Americanism is essentially that. 
I am an American first. I'm a citizen first. I'm a good neighbor first. I pay my taxes and I take my neighbor's trash out when he's out of town. Oh, and by the way, I'm a Catholic second. Render to Caesar what is Caesar's, but render to Almighty God what is God's. That is our Christian duty. That is what our Lord tells us. It's what Scripture records our Lord as telling us, right? He doesn't say, be a good citizen first and then be Catholic like the Francis Church in China is supposed to be. You know that in China, you're supposed to be a communist Chinese citizen first and a Catholic second, and that the Chinese Communist Party has the ability to choose the bishops in China. And, um, well, the Vatican kind of, like, has a second vote on the, on the matter. Same with the Constitutional Church of France after the French Revolution. So we're, we're talking about ideas that are all linked together, and it's all Freemasonry. It's all one world religion. It's all Abu, you the Abu Dhabi 3.0 that Francis just landed in Babylon and prayed with heretics and said that God positively willed the diversity of all these religions. And all of creation groaned and seven volcanoes erupted and we had earthquakes all around the world uh, the moment that he did that. That's, that's not a novelty. That's nothing new. Taylor Marshall talked about it in his book, Infiltration. But uh, all he did in his book, which was good, and it's a good starter book, I think, uh, is compile the, the works of a lot of what other people have said for the last 150 years. So we know that this is actually just a concerted effort. What, we, what, what I think a lot of the Trump people, though, and look, I don't mind ruffling feathers here. All of the Trump people who wanted to say, we need to have martial law. We need to resist this uh, usurpation with Joe Biden. We need to have martial law. All you Trump people, you said that. Well, guess what? When I wore the uniform on active duty, I witnessed how Obama purged the military. I witnessed in Iraq and Afghanistan how if you saw a guy digging a hole in the ground to put a bomb to kill a son or a daughter of an American family sitting at home praying for their service member, you couldn't even target that person because the rules of engagement were too restrictive. So I, I've seen it. In fact, Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense, the first black Secretary of Defense, I served with him. I met him. I know who he is. I was in Baghdad the same time he was in Baghdad. Let me just tell you, he's not, uh, he's not exactly a brain donor. All right. Let's, he's not exactly a scholar. No one would accuse him of being a member of Mensa. But we all know why he was chosen. He was chosen for a number of reasons, which are obvious, which I don't really need to say. But as we zoom out on the situation, service members are now being told that they cannot express any of their opinions. Not allowed to like anything online. Not allowed to share articles. Not even allowed to encourage people to vote. Definitely you can't show up to a rally now. And if you have a fundraiser for anybody then uh, that's, that's a no-no. Military members are now being told, ladies and gentlemen, that if they even like or follow somebody on social media who is deemed to be an extremist, that they can be punished under the Uniform Code of Military Justice, commonly called the UCMJ. 
they are being told to keep their extremist opinions to themselves. It is true that uh, some senior officers in the history of the military in the United States in the modern era, guys like Douglas MacArthur famously uh, didn't even vote, didn't even express a political persuasion one way or the other. And in those times, uh, the military built up this reputation of being trustworthy, of being apolitical. What we have now in the military are diversity officers. Now, these diversity officers who are ruthlessly impo in, in, imposing the latest and greatest experimentation that's being done with the military, forget, forget fighting and winning wars as being, the, as being the, the first and foremost reason why we have a U.S. military. That's so, that's so uh, military 1.0 or 2.0. I mean, look, we're on 3.0 now. We want all of the social causes to be crammed into the U.S. military. It's our, it's, our, it's our own little experimentation group. It's our own little control group. We can create a diversity of all the disorders that you can imagine and force them all to serve together because we actually don't care about winning wars anymore. We actually don't care about effectiveness in combat. We want women in combat. We don't want combat victories. We want disordered people with mental disorders in combat. We don't actually want to win in war anymore. Close, locate, close with, and destroy the enemy. The basic tactical task of the Marine Corps, that is so, that's Marine Corps 1.0. The Marine Corps of tomorrow is all about diversity, love, temperance in your opinions, and, um, well serving with disordered people who have mental disorders. And if you dissent from that, ladies and gentlemen, they will be the first to tell you that serving your nation is a privilege. I've heard them say this. I've heard them say it. I've seen it on recordings, and I've been told it. Serving your nation is a privilege, not a right. And if you are a Catholic, or if you are an evangelical Christian, or some other label that we no longer like, that we deem as being extreme, not only will you be shown the doors, but you will enter civilian life hobbled. Why do I say that? Well, a lot of people don't understand that if you leave active duty service with a other-than-honorable characteristic, or let's say a dishonorable discharge, that's a crime. That's like having a criminal record. How easy do you think it would be to start your life as a civilian? I would uh, imagine I was dismissed from active duty in the military with a dishonorable discharge because I was Catholic. And now I carry around a class C misdemeanor charge on my record for the rest of my life. I'm denied all benefits from having served in the military. I gave up my time. I put my life on the line. I went to war. I wrote a blank check. But because I practiced the Catholic faith, because I professed the Catholic creed, I am considered now an extremist, unfit for duty, and I enter civilian life hobbled. How long do you think it will take before they will throw your extremist Catholic soldier, 
sailor, marine, airman, into Fort Leavenworth, into jail. How long do you think it'll take before that happens? You can have perversions of all flavors. You can have mental disorders of all types. You can demand. You can demand that TRICARE pay for your hormone blockers. You can disfigure your body with taxpayer dollars. But if you profess the Catholic faith, that's extreme. That is what is extreme. It's a sad day in America. I'm pretty fired up about this topic. I only wanted to talk to you for 15 minutes, only to get this thing out there. Hopefully others will pick it up. I'm going to send a tweet out to Marshall. I think he should cover this story as well. I'd love to come on and talk to you about it, TM, by the way, as the uh, token veteran in the... uh, in the commentator class here. But look, what can I say? There are no trusted institutions left in the United States anymore. Okay? They're all gone. And for anybody who's out there who says, this is a crypto-Catholic nation, we're secretly Catholic. Republic is so based. Aquinas would love a republic. We have no trusted institutions. We don't trust our congressmen. Half of us don't even know who our congressman is. The Senate is despicable. The executive branch has wields more power than George III ever did. The Supreme Court is full of tr- turncoats, fake Catholics. I was the first one to tell you ACB was a joke. I was the first one to tell you that ACB was pro-lockdown, that she was going to betray us whenever given the chance. She went to a subpar law school when she went there. She only had connections because of her daddy and Shell Oil. I was the first one that told you that. And everyone was like, oh, she has seven kids and she's Catholic. It's going to be great. You know what? She's going to decide whether or not the usurper-in-chief, fake Catholic Joe Biden, takes your guns. She's going to be the one to decide that. So far, so bad. So no, we have no trusted institutions in the United States. Our public schools are a disaster. Public school teachers are among the the most heinous villains in the United States. Nobody trusts the police anymore. Police are running around throwing masks on people. And now the military compromised from the top down. Every warfighter I know, every red-blooded American I know got out. And there's a reason for that. So what's the solution? I never want to just admire the problem and not give you a solution. Obviously, the solution is to pray, obviously, all of that. But look, a lot of you email me. You say, hey, Mike, I know you were a Marine and all this. Once a Marine, always a Marine. Well, I'm really starting to rethink that title. I'm really starting to rethink if I want to be still called Marine in 2021. When you have all kinds of disorder, despicable disorder, sanctioned by the Marine Corps, ruthlessly imposed by the Marine Corps, and yet they will target you now if you profess the Catholic creed. So now is the time for saints, ladies and gentlemen. Now is the time for young men to stand up and be martyrs. Um, what else can I tell you? 
I get asked a lot if I think, you know, such and such as son should join up, should sign on the dotted line. Oh, you get all these educational benefits and you get health care and it's good steady pay. Uh, they give you a training, you know, they give you certifications depending on your job and your MOS and all these things. You know what I've been answering people lately? You know what I've been answering traditional Catholics lately, privately, in email? I say no. I say don't join. I say don't do it. Now, look, there is something about living a noble life. Of Military service is part of living a noble life. And if we are ever to restore a true Catholic culture in these United States, we want our nobles, our, our aristocrats, we want our culture to be set by men who have served in the military amongst the other things that they do in life. That's what we want. But as of right now, who, who in the traditional faith can raise his right hand and say, I pledge my life to that? To this. To this. We'll be at war in Syria before the end of this administration. You know it. I know it. We all know it. The reasons for us going to war in Syria, of course, are not for our interest, but for the interest of a little tiny nation that I'm not going to mention. But you know who I'm talking about. So when you raise your right hand and you swear an oath to defend the constitution of that little tiny nation. Is that something that anyone in good conscience can do? And I, I reckon no. So no, I, I've, been, I've been pretty consistently advising against military service um, by and large to people who ask me. And that was before the usurper-in-chief led by political animal, non-immensa member, Lloyd Austin. That was that was before Lloyd Austin got his hands on the military. My prediction is that it will be one of the least trusted institutions in the United States. Its trustworthy rating, which used to be in the 90 high 90 percentage, will now go down to like 30%, 40%. And it'll be down there with uh, New York Times editorial board members in terms of trustworthiness. And when that institution falls... Uh, what have we got left? But hey, the good news is we dodged a huge bullet because we didn't have martial law. So on that point, I think we all, um, well, we dodged a huge bullet. Thanks for watching. Please share this video. No one's talking about this. Share this video. This is this is pretty damning stuff. You can't be Catholic in the military anymore. I mean, this is really this is really big deal. Let's get other people talking about it.